All right, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast. This is the award show, the one we've been building up to all year, and it, it's time. It's time. We got our picks ready. Uh, some exciting categories. There it is. There's the hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> some exciting categories and um, maybe some surprises thrown in here and there. Yeah, I'm excited to get back to the pod after a couple couple weeks off for the holidays. We're back with the big awards show, baby. Yeah, big award show, and then you know the week after this, we'll get back right into it, reviewing movies. And I had to look, Ty, because I'm like, have we hit, hit a year of the podcast yet? We have not. Podcast wow. actually started in February, um, so, so we actually close. came a little bit a little bit late. But um, yeah, so we're we're coming in on a year. That's big. I, I can't think of the last thing I did I've done for a year and stuck with it besides the pod. That, hey making our resolutions <laughs> uh, but let's get into it because this is going to be a pretty pretty decently packed episode I would think but so we'll kick it off like we always do with upcoming mo- movies and a bit of movie news uh, not many things coming out this week it's still a little bit of a slow start to the year but we just started 2024 um, first one the biggest one uh, Mean Girls the new rendition Katie Heron is a hit with the plastics and a list girl click at her new school when she makes the mistake of falling for Aaron Samuels, the ex-boyfriend of alpha plastic Regina George. So at this point, everyone probably knows the story of Mean Girls. Everyone's seen it. Fantastic movie. Uh, mm-hmm. This will be different. This is the musical version. Um, yeah. So it's the m- movie of the musical of the movie. Yeah. That's got my brain in a pickle, buddy. <laughs> All we know, there's going to be more singing. And um, this is actually going to be the first movie I see of 2024 going tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let, let me know how it is. I got, uh, sadly, I have a little rant here that then I got to ramble off. But uh, when we went through the last episode, most anticipated and unanticipated was anticipated for you, Ty. Mm-hmm. I had it on my unanticipated list just because I'm worried. You know, yeah. this is the millennial uh, masterpiece when we think of movies of our of our lifetime that's true uh, um it, it it is definitely up there it's a movie everyone knows um oh, man but here is my little bit of a, a rant on it and uh musical completely fine i like musicals go to the theater all the time well used to not so much <laughs> anymore uh Really enjoy musicals. No problem with that. Did all the chorus and band bullshit in high school. Whatever. No problem. But it really feels like they're trying to check some boxes here that I don't appreciate the pandering. Um, You know, you get South Park talking about the Pandaverse. It's real and it's here. Mm -hmm. Um, So just to kind of go down the list. So this is my checklist of their checklist. Uh, In the original, Katie had parents, but now it's just a single mother. Oh. So I don't know if they're just you know, strong single mother that is Pam Beasley from The Office. Uh, cool. That's whatever. that's one of my gripes about it. Why do we have to have everybody from The Office in it? Yeah, bring them all in. I watched The Office one time. I'm sick of it. I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> Even uh, oh, was it Tim uh, Meadows? Tim Meadows. Yeah, he was in an episode of The Office. Yeah. Yep. So, hey man, it's a big show. The real um, question is, is there a Lindsay Lohan cameo? Ooh, there should be, be, but I have not heard right? of one. I haven't either. I'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, let me know. 
Um, the thing is, I'm not even a very big, like, I'm not even a very big mean girls guy. I mean, not many dudes our age are, <laughs> but I'm excited for this movie only because the trailer got me. Trailer I'm an Olivia Rodrigo guy is what I am. And whenever okay, I heard that Get Him Back song, I was fired up. So I'm excited. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, just to go through the rest of the checklist here, uh, it's uh, Ashley Park, who plays Madam Park, which seems to be a made-up character. And uh, she's in Joyride. She is in Joyride. I, I do like Ashley Park. But Ashley Park also played Gretchen in the original musical on Broadway. Oh, that's cool. So that is cool. So I like her being in there. But again, I apologize, but they are checking another box there. Janice Ian is now Janice Ima Ike, uh, which is a you know Hawaiian Pacific so- sounding name mm-hmm. because I guess they weren't represented enough. Um, check that box. Damien, <laughs> being gay was enough. It's not enough to just be gay anymore. Now you're black and gay. Right, there's your other box. Again, it, in and of itself, all of these are fine. But it really feels like they wanted to make sure everyone was included. And it, it's just a little bit of pandering. And I did want to check myself. I did want to be like, hey, Dylan, you're being a fucking asshole. This is this is fine. This isn't a big deal. And you're right. It really isn't that big of a deal. But I'm trying to prove that there is pandering. And to confirm that I know that they're pandering, I went back and looked at the original cast of the Broadway musical. None of these changes were made. Everything was the same. Uh, Katie had both parents. All of the people were the same. It kind of feels like that issue that Disney's having, like the whole uh, Deadpool 3 thing. Have you seen all that with Ryan Reynolds just kind of going off on Disney, trying to push their agenda, trying to throw She-Hulk in at the beginning, or I'm sorry, at, at the end. And he's like, no, we know people don't want this. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's just what this feels like to me. Still absolutely going to see it. Probably will even like it. But that's just like, that's just a problem I have. It feel, feels like every studio just wants to make sure they check all the boxes to make everyone happy rather than focusing on the movie itself. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Um, but yeah, just wanted to make sure I wasn't irrational there. Ty, you'll see that tomorrow. <laughs> Let me know how it is. Um, but because I, truth is, truth be told, I will absolutely see this movie. I really like the first Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's probably going to be at least worth one watch. We'll see how it goes after that. Yeah. But. All right. For people who aren't super into musicals and turning, you know, basically, they're, they are doing a decent amount of remakes and turning them into musicals now. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, maybe it's not, not for you, but the story, it, it's just funny. Oh, also... It looks like she doesn't get hit by the bus anymore. They like, might have switched it. that around. They might have switched that up. That was in the um, that was in the trailer. Like she do- doesn't get hit by a bus anymore. It's like during the Christmas thing, Katie like pushes her or some shit. So huh. maybe that changes. Maybe they just didn't show it. Maybe both happens. Uh, doesn't matter because Jason Statham is in the Beekeeper, which is the <laughs> next movie here. Here. And this just sounds like every other Jason Statham movie. In The Beekeeper, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine uh, organization known as Beekeeper. So Jason Statham, Josh Hutcherson also in this. Um, And then you get David Iyer, who uh, 
did End of Watch, uh, Suicide Squad, not the good one, the first one. Right. Uh, Fury, SWAT, Training Day, and then the OG Fast and the, Fast and the Furious. He's got a couple bangers in there, but a yeah. lot of stinkers as well. Kind of the same with the writer Kurt Wimmer. Uh, Law Abiding Citizen, pretty good. Equilibrium, super interesting movie. I think more could have been done there. Um, Expendables 4, the re- remake of Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. Salt, Point Break, which is also a remake, not the yep. one with Keanu. Uh, Total Recall, also a remake, not the one with Arnold. So it's like he, he seems to just kind of like take ideas and uh, try to make them his own. And some of them work, some don't. But uh, in general, we're not looking for much. We we want a good action movie with, with Jason Statham. Yeah, I'm excited for this one, especially because after last year, how much I ended up liking Operation Fortune. Hoping something like that's going to happen with this one, where just a good enough action movie with enough Jason Statham in it that it's like a fun watch. Yeah. Interesting enough premise. I don't know, like the beekeeper. It seems like there's, it could, you could meme that a little bit. <laughs> funny, kind of a funny little meme there, but uh, it's already got a 6.7 on IMDb, so that's not terrible. Yeah. And the quick runtime, only an hour and 45. I'll probably see this Monday after work, I'd have to think. I don't know if I can convince Tay to see this one. <laughs> yeah, it should be easy enough watch. It has to be better than, what was that other Assassin movie we saw recently? Oh. With uh, Michael Fassbender or whatever. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that one quite a little bit later, actually. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. All right. I use my imagination there. Uh, last movie I'm going to talk about here that's coming out the book of clarence this uh this one fell under the radar for me i really haven't heard yeah. anything about it but decent uh decent cast you get benedict, benedict cumberbuck uh james mcavoy and lakeith stanfield um so struggling to find a better life clarence is captivated by the power power of the rising messiah and soon risks everything to carve a path to a divine existence so i don't know if this is like a religious type movie but it's definitely olden days uh, maybe like roman times Mm -hmm. uh but definitely under the radar oh for sure yeah uh i saw this can't remember what movie it was that i saw this trailer first and it intrigued me because like i've said before i'm not a very big like especially religious movie guy but especially like or period movies anything like that but Mm -hmm. this one seems like they're going more like the comedy route with it so i think that's why i'm kind of interested uh director we got another music video guy. Uh, I don't know how this happens. James, which I'm, I think is how you pronounce it. It's J-E-Y-M-E-S. Uh, hmm. Samuel, uh, he directed Jay-Z Legacy. Huh. Um, and then uh, he was also in the music department for The Great Gatsby, the Leonardo DiCaprio version. That's right. so weird. Coming up. But yeah, that seems interesting enough. We'll see how it... Let's see how it does. Uh, feels like it can be good. It, it seems to be a com- comedy, mm-hmm. uh, but also there's some like badass like gladiator type fighting shit that's going on. Yeah, so I'm. This is. I, I think honestly, we just ran down the line of the first three movies I'm going to see in 2024: Mean Girls, Beekeeper, Book of Clarence. Hell yeah! Bang. Said and done. So I guess it's a pretty good week of releases if you think about it. Yeah, it's not. It's I'm not terrible. Not so. Not not terrible. Um, Society of Snow out on Netflix. We watch that. Um, I'll get into a full review uh, next week or convince me to see. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely one I'll have to watch by then too. For sure. Spoiler alert! There, pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah, you've already convinced me. 
Yeah, yeah. The uh, the opening seems like the loudest fucking part. Um, but yeah, let's keep keep her moving here and get into uh, movie news. I like this for first bullet point. Yeah. So quite a little bit of news here. First off, we're starting off with the Steamboat Willie horror film. So are are you familiar with who Steamboat Willie is? That was the OG Mickey Mouse. Exactly. So the t- 1928 version of Mickey Mouse has entered the public domain. And now, of course, indie horror producers are just wasting no time in capitalizing <laughs> in on it. So it's just like another Winnie the Pooh situation. Can't believe Disney's just cool with letting this hit the public domain, even though it's the older version of Mickey Mouse. Um, some guy named Stephen Lamort is set to direct the untitled horror comedy based on Mickey's cartoon debut. In it, a sadistic mouse will torment a group of unsuspecting fairy passengers. So, Steamboat Willie has brought joy to generations, but beneath that cheerful exterior lies a potential for pure, unhinged terror. And every time we talk about one of these movies, they always have some dumb tagline like that. Yeah. <laughs> every time. So, apparently this guy has also previously directed The Mean the mean One, which I feel like we might have mentioned before, but a horror parody of The Grinch. Mr. Grinch? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So it came out in 2022 and it grossed a million dollars in theaters worldwide. So I don't know how, but that's the uh, thing, right? It's like you want to see your characters that you know be, I don't know, horror villains or some shit. Yeah, it, it's it it's such a small niche audience. I feel like these have like it's either people that just see every movie like me and you, or just people that love to see like shitty horror movies. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That that's a actually a big group of people that love shitty horror. Oh movies. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like in high school. It was like the IEP or the ICP kids, but <laughs> movie fans. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, but production um, on it is gonna begin in the spring. Uh, so tangent we'll off that. of that, uh, they got a video game horror coming out for with mickey mouse as well or steamboat willie i thought i saw that too i almost threw that in with this but yeah i couldn't remember but steamboat willie baby <laughs> next up here we have jacob alordi is gonna play frankenstein so jacob alordi blowing up right now because of saltburn and priscilla and upon rewatch i like saltburn the second time around a little bit more okay Still boring and uh, all that, but I liked it quite a bit more the second watch, so not as terrible as I originally shit on it for being. Uh, but anyway, Jacob Alordi, he's going to replace Andrew Garfield as Frankenstein in Guillermo del Toro's Netflix adaptation of the movie. So, uh, yeah. Jacob Alordi's just killing it right now. He's on a roll. Salper and Priscilla, now he's going to play Frankenstein alongside Oscar Isaac. I think they, they might have announced who else is in this, but... Those are the two main people, especially Jacob Alordi. He's a good looking guy, but he kind of has a little bit of a Frankenstein look to him. He's got a big, like squarish face. Is he going to be the monster or actually Frankenstein? He's going to be the monster. Okay. (laughs) I think he's going to be the monster. Yeah, literally just put some bolts in his neck and he's there. He just played Elvis too. uh, Yeah. Dude's on the come up and he's Australian. Didn't know that. Damn Aussies. They're so good at hiding the, uh, hoiding the accent. uh, Hoiding the accent. <laughs> in Saltburn, he's just a British guy, and I think in that's close enough. I didn't see Priscilla, but I'm imagining he had to talk like Elvis. So yeah, good for him. I, um, I, I'm always shocked how many people are uh, English or Australian that you never think. Like for the longest time, I didn't know uh, Idris Elbra. W- yeah, was English. Yeah, uh, me either. 
I saw him in uh, The Wire, which is in Baltimore, and yeah. you would never know. Oh, not at all. Uh, next up here, uh, which we're probably kind of sick of, but we're getting a Mandalorian and Grogu movie. And I really hope that's not what they end up calling it, because that's such a terrible title. The Mandalorian and Grogu. Um, I've also just kind of fell off uh, on all these Star Wars shows, especially... I mean, The Mandalorian was the only one I really actually watched. But I haven't watched the newest, at least newest season. There might be seasons for all I know, but... um, It's going to be directed by Jon Favreau. And apparently it is going to be called The Mandalorian and Grogu. It's a terrible title, but... uh, Jon Favreau... Favreau, Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni will all be on board to produce the movie. And apparently it's going to be setting up a kind of, ugh, I'm so sick of hearing this, an Avengers style of movie wrapping up storylines from all of the current Disney Plus series. I just like seriously, like punch yourself in the face every time you hear Avengers style this, cinematic universe this. We're sick of hearing it. Um, so next up here we have Tom Cruise. And he has a deal with Warner Brothers now. So he signed a deal to develop and produce theatrical films with Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, Movies will be a mix of original productions and franchises uh, that will star Tom Cruise. The actor can make movies with other companies, though. But the hope is that he will be able to generate the kind of globally appealing blockbusters that could spawn sequels and enhance Warner Brothers, uh, I guess, revenue. Yeah. One, one that's uh, rumored is Edge of Tomorrow 2, which I don't think I've ever saw the first Edge of Tomorrow. First one's pretty good. Actually, okay. actually really good. Yeah, yeah. So that's one that's uh, rumored to be happening. So that's cool. I'm all for more Tom Cruise movies. Next up here, we have Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie. He's assembled a cast, an all-star cast, some would say, uh, and which is likely to be his most expensive movie of his career to date. So he's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Sean Penn... Uh, who was also just in Licorice Pizza, Thomas Anderson's last movie. I think that was his latest movie. But uh, And also Regina Hall, who I only recognize from the Scary Movie franchise. Uh, but production on the film uh, is set to start this month in California. And uh, its budget is apparently $100 million, but not much else is known about the movie. So kind of mysterious what he's working on here. But good cast, so I'm intrigued. I like Paul Thomas Anderson. The Gorge Pizza was one of my favorite movies of 2022. It feels so weird to say that now. <laughs> Two but, years uh, ahead. Literally, yeah. I, uh, man, yeah, he, he has some bangers. Punch, Punch Drunk Glove, which is one of Sandler's first kind of more serious roles. Mm-hmm. Directed that, and he directed There Will Be Blood. I've never seen There Will Be Blood. So that was a movie that I did have to watch a couple times to really appreciate it. But when you watch it, I I almost think it's really fair to say that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis might be one of the best actors of all time. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. You also get Paul Dan- Dano in there. He's kind of the... You can't really call him a villain, but he is the um, antagonist for sure. Okay, okay. That one's been on my list forever. Like, yeah, way back whenever Netflix first came out, I threw that on the list and I was like, I'll watch this. Never watched it. Like, if there's an Oscar movie, this is an Oscar movie. I don't, yeah, I don't even know if it won. Let's see here. It won what? two Oscars. Oh, it is currently uh, number 139 of best movies of all time on IMDb. Shit. Okay, so it was nominated for best picture, didn't didn't win. Daniel Day-Lewis did win Best Actor. Uh, Paul Tom- Thomas Anderson nominated for Best Director. 
Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson directed for Best Writing. Has he won a Best Directing uh, Oscar, Paul he, Thomas Anderson, ever? No, he has no wins. Only nominated for 11 Oscars. Oh, wow. I'll be, to be nominated 11 times and not win is crazy. That's like a Leo-type stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll get it after this new one. We'll see. We'll see. Last thing here, so... 28 Years Later is going to be the sequel to 28 Days Later. So uh, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland, the writer and director from the first movie, are going to reunite to do it with Garland writing all three and Boyle directing the first. So uh, those two only executive re- executively produced 28 Weeks Later, which was the sequel to the original. I don't know if this is going to retcon that one or if it's just what 28 Years Later, but... Uh, it's going to be the launch of a new trilogy, each with a budget of around uh, $75 million. So I'm here for zombie movies. I'm here for more zombie yeah. movies. And this was a more realistic type one. Because um, Cillian, Cillian, I don't know how to fucking say his name. Fucking Oppenheimer. Yeah. Was he was in, in the, the first one. OG, yeah. That's the end of news. Some stuff, but not a ton, actually, for mm-hmm. as long as we had off. I mean, I could have delved into all the Golden Globe wins and all that, but sure. we got a more important we got a more important uh, award show to talk about here. Damn right. However, I will say a little bit of respect to the Golden Globes for not giving Bar- Barbie Best Picture Comedy Musical and giving it to Poor Things. For I, sure, I did Big not up. think that was going to happen. Yeah. Although Joe Coy was terrible, terrible host. He just yeah. That's all I heard. Time. I didn't watch any of it. I was I watched like maybe a solid 30 45 minutes or so and every time he spoke it was just like crickets. Ugh. It was just terrible. I just don't think he's that funny to be honest in general but I don't know how he ended up with the job. What? He ended up throwing the writers of his jokes under the bus too. He's like, he, "I just got this yeah. job 10 days ago. You expect me to you guys are laughing at the jokes I wrote." It's like, "Dude, shut up." Yeah. Bitch. Don't be a loser. Yeah, that is a shame because I, I did like him. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. fuck me, 15 years ago at this point or something like that, uh, we were in uh, Neil's basement watching just like stand-up comedy, and mm-hmm. he was there. And he was actually really funny on like uh, the Comedy Central stand-up, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, then he made a movie that was horrible. I, I don't know yeah, how yeah. he's having like this revival thing. But yeah, I don't get is. it either. Screwing it up. What do you think? Is it time to hand out some awards? It is time. These are big awards. We'll we'll send them out. We'll let uh, the winners know, and uh, you know they'll get their award at some point. You know we can't control the shipping. Right, right. But we are gonna run through our award show. We have quite a few categories here, so let me talk about what they are. We got biggest letdown, biggest surprise, biggest disagreement. Best horror, best comedy, best adventure, best action thriller, best drama, the worst movies of 2023, and the best movies of 2023. So for each of these sections, Ty and I are going to list who we have uh, for our our picks. And then some of them will be based off of our consensus ratings uh, that we have given. And we'll see who ends up winning what. But Ty, Mm -hmm. let's... Go ahead, let's hop into it with a little game with Billy. I forgot to put, hey. I forgot to put the uh, picture here, but I, I thought about this um, uh, a couple days ago, and I did want to just kind of uh, have you take some guesses. Uh, these 
aren't about specific movies at all. It's going to be more about our show. Uh, and so, Ty, 2023, we saw a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. Can you guess how many movies we rated on this show? I think it has to be like, it's either 60 or right around there. So I know there's some I've seen that you haven't seen. There's, I think combined, it has to be like, I'm going to say like 63. We are even higher. We are at 98. Yo, wow. We have rated 98 movies. Now, granted, that means at least one of us has rated them. Yeah. Um, Some of them we haven't both seen, Mm -hmm. uh, but 98 movies we have reviewed on this show. That's crazy. That is pretty wild. That's actually mind-blowing, yeah. (laughs) We saw a lot of fucking movies. I know. I definitely went to the movies for the the most of my life i think this year yeah i went a lot in 2022 and rated those myself and then 2023 whenever we started this and i started seeing even more movies and rating them completely it's crazy and like that's not even counting like these are only movies from 2023 like right. we still watch other shit oh yeah like uh what's here uh looking at your films ty you saw uh according to your letterbox you have seen uh 93 films that's crazy because i still haven't even logged a couple there's still a couple yeah. i haven't even logged on letterboxd so you got a ton crazy um, for myself oh it, oh man it's screwing up because it's using this year as in 2024 and it says i only have four <laughs> well that's annoying <laughs> um, whatever i guess i don't get mine uh eh, that's sad um, but either way, <laughs> that we have seen a lot of movies here, and it's you know it's only going to keep growing. Yeah, I mean I'm excited. I'm so excited to get back to the movie theater. It's been a couple weeks. I'm ready to go. Hell yeah! So next question here, Ty. I'm going to break it out into genres. So genres we got: action, adventure, comedy, drama, horror, and thriller. Of those, which category or which genre? on average, did we have rated the highest and which did we have rated the lowest? Okay, so what were my options again? Action, adventure, comedy, drama, horror, and thriller. Highest? I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with drama. That is correct. Yeah, so drama was the highest. Very close though. It only won by .08. Drama on average, we rated 6.59. 6.59. The second closest Ooh. was action at a 6.5. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with my bottom here. I'm going to go horror because we've seen yeah. some shit horror movies. <laughs> there have been some really, really bad horror movies, and that is our lowest at a 5.03. Ooh. So not great this year for horror. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably talk about those. Uh, yeah. And give him an award or whatnot <laughs> shortly. Sure, we will. Um, of these ratings, we're going to get to it a little bit later, but um, how many films did we disagree on by five or more uh, points in the score? Shit. Without looking at the sheet, I'm going to go like, I'll say 12. It was actually lower than that. We tend to agree, at least somewhat, pretty pretty often. Far off on a lot. So uh, we have four movies 
that we have disagreed on by five points or more, which are like oh, wow. big differences. Yeah. And that, that, of course, doesn't include the ones where one of us didn't see it or not. These, right, are, right. these are movies that we've both seen. And uh, yeah, for the most part, we're, we're pretty in sync uh, mm -hmm. with each other, which is cool to see. Um, but that will be one of our categories. But that was all I had for Games with Billy. That was and a fun game with Billy because I was pretty good at that one. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar yeah, with right. this. It's about us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead, hop into the awards with the first one on the board, which was the biggest letdown. So I don't know if this is actually an award more than like a a sad a sad thing to receive. But this right. is a movie that you know we had high expectations for. But at the end, we ended up wanting more. So, Ty, who was your biggest letdown of 2023? My biggest letdown of 2023, one we mentioned earlier, it's The Killer. Uh, yeah. It's the biggest letdown of the year for me. A movie with a good bit of hype behind it, straight to Netflix. It had Fastbender, directed by Fincher, and it just ended up being so boring, in my opinion. I thought it would be so much better, and uh, especially because it got such high ratings elsewhere, but not in my book, bitch. You got the biggest <laughs> letdown of the year, man. I uh, yeah, that that one is completely fair because I think we both saw that movie coming up and we're like, okay, shit, yeah, let's watch that this weekend. And then we were sad that we did, right? Like we were just like, what the fuck did we just watch? Yeah, I do so, have an honorable mention as well. Okay, it's the boy in the heron, but okay, uh, only because it's the closest I've ever been to walking out on a movie. Ouch. <laughs> that, and that just won best animated. So. Exactly. So I, I know that it's it's let down for me because I I get that it's good. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy it. Fair. That that's fair. It's uh yeah. Especially if you're you're not used to like studio Ghibli films, you know. Yeah. Um, for me, I also have a killer in my biggest letdown. This was Killers of the Flower Moon for me. Ooh, wow. Which you know. I think we talked about this movie a lot about just how excited we were for it. And um, the time finally came and I wanted more. For sure. And I think, I think part of the blame is on me for reading the book first. Yeah. Um, I do kind of wish I didn't do that, but man, it, it felt slow. It didn't really feel like a Scorsese film. Acting was great. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Everyone that gets nominated in that film absolutely deserves it and i hate that I, I i have to say this but we needed more plum dog like he For was sure such he a was big, hardly in it he's a huge huge part of it and mm. he is barely in it so yeah when it when it comes to uh films that uh i don't think my expectations could have got any higher for this movie and then it, it just didn't deliver now i i didn't like kill it in the ratings or anything i think right. i still rated it pretty decently um yeah, I ended up with a seven, which isn't horrible. It's just I, I wanted more. I was really this was the movie that I was expecting to take over Oppenheimer. Yeah, we both were at one point. Yeah, so definitely so fair on that one. So let's flip it on its head. Instead of the biggest letdown, we're going to go to the biggest surprise. So this will be a lesser known movie that ended up being great. Um, Ty, who do you got? This one, for me, it was the third movie I saw of the year, Ooh. and it was Infinity Pool. Okay. Uh, for a while, we talked about it for a lot, but uh, I haven't forgot. I fucking love Infinity Pool still, and uh, it feels like forever ago, but I didn't know anything about it going into it, and I ended up absolutely loving it, so huge awesome. surprize there. Yeah. Uh, honorable, yeah. Ma honorable mention again, 
uh, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Completely fucking blew me oh. away. Best short film of all time. Well, oh, no, man. I don't know about all time. Best best short film of the year for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, two big that, surprises there. I'm a little sad because I, I feel like I, I definitely should have thought of... I didn't even think about The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, but that... That was a, a really good surprise. So I'll, I'll, that'll be one of my honorable mentions as well. That, mm-hmm. that was great. Um, but for my biggest surprise, I went with the holdovers. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I didn't hear a ton about it going into it. It was a smaller film, it felt like. And it was kind of, it had a, a certain style to it. Like they wanted you to feel like it was the 70s or the 60s, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I don't know if it really did that great in the box office or anything, because it did seem to come right to streaming very quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I really love that movie. I thought it was fantastic. You first told me to see it. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. And uh, very happy I did. Big surprise. Hell yeah. Such a good um, movie. Other than the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, my first runner up that I was going to say was Jules. Jules was also a big surprise. Yeah. I, I kind of forgot about Jules. Yeah, Jules was... We didn't know shit about it. We're like, this looks no. silly. And I think we were just kind of into it because it was in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And Aliens, right? Yeah, that sounds good. It was really good. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. That makes me want to watch it again. I forgot all about it. Yeah. So I, I think I think there were a decent handful of movies here that we saw mm-hmm. that we could probably list here in The Biggest Surprise. But um, those are the ones we went with. Yeah. Yeah, two all solid surprises. This next, uh, not so again, not so much in a war, but this is our biggest disagreement. So we kind of talked about it a little bit with the game with Billy, and this isn't going to be anything based off we picked. This is just straight numbers from our consensus sheet where we put all all of our ratings. So the biggest disagreement award goes to the movie with the biggest difference in our ratings. Uh, Ty, did you look and you take a peek? I did. I did. Okay. So it did end up being bottoms. Uh, Ty, you ended up with an eight. I was at a two. I I basically had to stop the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was a difference, which was our biggest difference. Um, Yeah, I I don't really know what else to say there, but that that was our biggest disagreement. Yeah, that's one that, yeah, I I, I do remember. I try to remember what we... I just thought it was really damn funny. I thought Marshawn Lynch was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It, it um, just, I, for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think it was, like, the third time they went to the fight camp. I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. And, like, I was already <laughs> kind of t- tuning out. And uh, I, I think I I, I just stopped. <laughs> um, but the two runner-ups here, we have uh, the other two games. Two games, two movies we had here with a difference of five was Barbie. Uh, love Barbie. Ty, Still love it. I you will not apologize. Eight. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> not asking you to. It. De- I'll say this. It deserved that box office award. Oh, yeah. 100%. That award makes absolute sense for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you were at an eight. I was at a three. Man, I'm the bad guy in all of these. Like, I'm the one, like, <laughs> duking on, on all of these films. But difference of five. You were at an eight. I was at a three. Um, the other one, same scores, same difference. Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Ah. I, um, yeah. I had a hard time with that one. It was a fucking long movie. It was. Like, 
right when you think it's over, there's still a whole like hour of moving. You're like, what? And I just couldn't take it seriously. I might be a little too high on an eight. I think I do need to bring that down a bit. But yeah, that <laughs> it was uh, it was long. I actually just had to con- tell my dad like. He's like, yeah, I just started watching this movie. What was the uh, the one with like Katniss? And I'm like, The Hunger Games? He's like, yeah, started watching that new one. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I, I like paused halfway through just because I had to go do things. And he was like, should I go back and finish it? I'm like, no. He's like, okay, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, he was like, he didn't know what it was going into it. He's like, where's all the people I know? And I'm like, it's a prequel. He's like, oh. um but yeah those were our biggest disagreements which uh, as i just brought up we didn't have many did not have many but those were the ones we were furthest apart on uh hopping into the best of categories so this is going to be we have one for each genre uh we'll start with where we had the lowest score that is going to be best horror and i am curious if we end up on the same page here so i'll say mine first and for me it was an easy saw x Ooh, okay mine was evil dead rise okay okay just i was i love that movie i've i think that's my most rewatched movie this year enters yeah is that just kind of crazy it's like easily streamable yeah definitely it was on max for the longest time and now it's on it's on netflix now it's bouncing around yeah awesome yeah, best horror. I think um, we were pretty close on those ratings as well. We have eights uh, pretty much all around. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I'm biased here, absolutely, for, mm-hmm. for Saw movies. I'm a sucker. For, I don't want there to be a Saw 11, but there's gonna, and I'm gonna see it. In- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one here. This is where I think uh, th- there's a, a wide range. It is. Of- this one casts a wide net. <laughs> There, there's so many ones we can pick because I don't think a lot of them got like the best score. Right. But I th- that's just kind of how comedy movies go. So for best uh-huh. comedy, Ty, who you got? Uh, I threw out No Hard Feelings only because I think okay. it's the one that's the most uh, straight up like comedy. Yes. Um, and naked Jennifer Lawrence beating the shit out of people was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. My honorable mention, which I thought was pretty close, was Dream Scenario. Because okay. it's not really like a straight up comedy, like like a No Hard Feelings is, but it was definitely one of the funniest movies and most unique movies of the year. Gotcha. Yeah, I um, uh, No Hard Feelings was my runner up, um, so I was very close to picking that one. But there was just one movie that I enjoyed and probably laughed a lot harder at, and that was Joyride. Oh, okay, um, yeah, that so was one there too. So we brought up uh, um, Park. What was her first name? Ashley uh, Park. Ashley Park. Um, at the beginning of the show and she's in this I, I lost my shit during this movie like it was, it was just it was so funny. ridiculous to, where she pulls down her panties just straight bush like I <laughs> laugh so fucking hard um, because of her tattoo the devil what do they call the it like devil, devil pussy yeah devil, yeah, devil pussy, pussy or something <laughs> but I think they said it in like yeah <laughs> it was freaking hilarious but, yeah absolutely uh, a hell of a trip was that movie and um yeah i i don't know the last time i laughed that hard at uh at a comedy so that that's where i went with that one i was hoping there was gonna be an adam sandler in there but no joyride took cake yeah that was those were two really good comedies as far as just straight up comedies go yeah 
Well, that's the thing. There, there weren't just a lot of straight up comedies. They always had to be like overlapped with something. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't be fair to like, you know, consider Guardians of the Galaxy here in comedy. Like, yeah, there's funny parts, and it's a better movie, but it's not just straight comedy. True. 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 Um, but let's hop into one that Guardians is capable for, and that is going to be the best adventure film. And so, Ty, when I was making these categories, mm-hmm. I had to like, I'm like, well, what's the difference between action and, and adventure? And like, I, I had the hardest time thinking of it. So I, I looked it up. I looked mm-hmm. up like what the rules are people use when distinguishing between action and adventure. This goes for books, uh, TV, movies. And what they say is, um when you have a lot of events happening and a lot of action sequences that is just straight action but when you care about the character and their goal that they're seeking that becomes adventure that's fair that's fair so that's that's how we ended up separating them here and i'll just say mine since i already said it i did go with guardians of the galaxy 3 so did i yeah i did too okay just pretty much for the reasons you said like it, you Definitely more of an adventure movie than some of the other ones we see. Yeah. And you definitely do have like a little bit more. Uh, you have the feelings for those characters, like you said, too. Uh, one of the only good Marvel movies of the year, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably the only good Marvel. Did that come out? That came out after Ant-Man, right? Yeah, it did. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That uh, Yeah, that was the peak for Marvel. Yep. And then they fucked it all up. Good job. But yeah, Guardians, um, not not a ton to say here about that. It was just all around good movie, good yeah. music as always. Um, you like the cast and the crew. Mm-hmm. You like the characters. Uh, I mean, that's really all there is to say about it. It was a Guardians movie and it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, hopping into the next one here, best action thriller. So Ooh. I combined it just because there yeah. weren't many thrillers that mm-hmm. we have listed here. Um, only a handful. Uh, so for best action thriller, this one was also tough for me. So this was I, very tough for me. I'm gonna let you go first. This is so tough because the two that I have, I scored the exact same. Ooh. Um, it's a tie for me between Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning and John Wick Four. Okay. So, whenever I think about it, they're both two really good action movies, but for different reasons. Yeah. Um, Wick has all the shooting and fighting and all that, and Mission Impossible has all the ridiculous stunts. But John Wick 4 also has stunts, so I guess I'm going to go ahead and give it to John Wick 4. Okay. There you it's go, got Keanu. the stunts, but it also has his gunfights and all the action and stuff, too. Give it to John Wick 4. Fuck Hell the tie. Yeah. So I was uh, super up in the air. John Wick 4, I'm like, man, that like when you think action movie, you think John Wick. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was leaning. But I ended up with John Wick as my runner-up. And I went with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant hey, Mayhem. You are. For my favorite I action. I haven't seen. And that was one where I'm like, well, is this just action? Is this more adventure? Is this more comedy? And like, you know, we had, we had to pick one. And yes, it has all of those elements. But overall, I do believe it's an action film just as much as like Spider-Verse's. It really is, yeah. Um, so I, I did go with TN, TMNT. Uh, very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, where just the soundtrack 
awesome. And I feel like that's what you need. You just need a, a great soundtrack for a movie. Anything else you do in an action film, great, whatever. But yep. that that was a honestly a, a surprise for me how much I, I this movie. Um, but it wasn't under the radar enough to end up in a the biggest surprise category for me. Yeah, true that. Uh, that's still one that I it's it's been eluding me. I need to make time to watch it. I've just been so damn busy. I'll definitely still watch it though. Oh yeah, worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, just a f- fun movie. That's really what it is. Yeah. All right. So getting into our highest rated category, uh, the for best drama, and I think let me actually just get a count here. Um, this might be uh, the most we had. Yes, so we rated 26 drama films. That is the most we have seen this year. Somehow okay. horror is second. We saw 20 horror films. Wow. Like I guess it's tied. Horror and comedy are tied with 20. So that, that's a little shocking to me. But hmm. drama, we saw the most. Had the highest average rating. Um, this is the latest movie I saw that's considered in this list and uh made me absolutely lose my shit in the theater i'm going with the iron claw oh yeah yeah you're right (laughs) uh i'm gonna switch mine to the iron claw hell yeah uh i originally had poor things but i'm switching to the iron claw because it is way more dramatic it's so and it will make you cry and it is fucking great yeah absolutely just like yeah couldn't couldn't hold it in no misty-eyed Yep. And yeah, just lost my shit. And I, beautiful movie, absolutely worth seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was a mistake that I saw it with my brother, but I did. Oh, God. <laughs> and so, like, that made it more rough. Um, but yeah, <laughs> overall fantastic film. I think about it a lot, actually. Um, whether it's just like actually thinking about the movie and how like crazy the th- events were that happened. Or just performing the Iron Claw itself on my dog, <laughs> you know, it uh, it it's just a, a really a a fantastic film. It is the best, one of the best, I should say. Um, but Ty, let uh, let's hop into the last two categories: the worst films, the best films. So uh, I'll start with the consensus, and then we'll name our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so for consensus, worst movies. Uh, coming in at number five worst insidious the red door Mm -hmm. Uh, not not great i know we bitch about this film a lot it did not need to be made we did not need a sequel but there we were getting it um number four the machine and I'm, i'm happy you didn't it was also not great oof uh number three was slaughterhouse i believe you haven't seen this one either oh yeah i still haven't seen it uh so slaughterhouse i talked about it where i'm like i think you should still see it just because it's fucking stupid mm-hmm. and it doesn't take itself seriously but it it also is not a good movie um and then the last two here are just absolute horrible horrible horror films uh number two the exorcist believer uh ty i know you had a lot to say about that film yeah unbelievably terrible movie (laughs) and then at number one the only movie to receive a zero rating from both of us winning the Pooh: blood and honey (laughs) worst movie of all time just absolute garbage film doing exactly what the mickey mouse guy hopes to do the steamboat willie 
but uh, it, all that is is putting a name on a turd. Yep, absolutely. Ugh, I just I hate that movie. It's so bad. Um, but but yeah, we fucking watched it. You know, it's like they, they got us. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. I mean, those are so similar to mine too. Um, mine were. See here. Well, well, that was that was our consensus. Okay, the consensus. Okay, the consensus. Was, okay I got you. That was overall yeah. both of us. But yeah, so gotcha. for, given that, um, is Winnie the Pooh your worst movie of the year? Winnie the Pooh is absolutely else? my worst. Okay. And uh, <laughs> like Strays was also in my in like my Ooh. five there. I think that was That's that fair. took the place of the machine for me. Uh, it was Strays, Strays, yeah. and then the other one would have been um, the f- Suitable Flesh. That movie sucked ass too. Gotcha. Man, those horror movies. They sucked. Yeah. The dogs. I'm never seeing another movie about dogs again. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, uh, you know, uh, I'm with you. Winnie the Pooh's dead bottom. Nothing will ever top that as terrible <laughs> as it goes. But if I had to kind of pick a runner up here, it was Sheen. Just mm-hmm. Burt Kreischer laughing at himself. Oh, yeah, and fuck him. It just wasn't funny at all. Yeah. I don't know how Mark Campbell got pulled into that shit. But then again, right? he did do the latest Star Wars, so maybe yeah, that's Yeah, that's got to be it. But those are our worst movies of the year. Fucking Winnie the Pooh. We saw 98 movies, and that was 98. Wow. Bumps. Yep, nothing will ever, <laughs> ever beat that as far as terribleness. Ty, this is it. This is the last category, the best movies of 2023. So I'm going to read off uh, five to two. Mm-hmm. And then you and I will list our favorite movie of 2023. And then I will reveal our overall winner, which is based on our consensus. So starting at number five is um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, just wow. beat out the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. So uh, a little behind the scenes thing. We we had a, uh, a uh, uh, run through. So basically all of these movies tied for. And we're like, well, we can't do that. Because mm-hmm. they, they all end up with the same rating. So we put them in order and then uh, use average there. So Guardians of the Galaxy 3 just beat out the wonderful story of Henry Sugar mm-hmm. um, at number five. So number four, I still have to see it. But for right now, it is sticking in here. Poor thing. So Ty, maybe talk about this. Yeah, this was one of the best movies of the year. I think you're going to really like it. It's like it was weird. It was like it was like heartwarming kinda. It was funny. Uh that's one you're really gonna like. Okay. I think you'd have it higher than I think you'd probably have it about four on your list, maybe. Okay. Trying to think of what else. Yeah, I think you'd probably three or four ish. Okay. Not though. Maybe yeah. not, but maybe. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that that's just like the mutant ninja turtles for you. This one's been a little mm-hmm. just have not been able to see it, but I, I got high hopes, and I'm hoping, you know, they all hit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, at number three, we got the holdovers. You know, I had this as my biggest surprise, but overall, just a, a great, also heartwarming movie. Um, also, shout out to the Globes yet again for uh, picking a, a, a great um, winner for Best Actress on... Uh, with the holdovers with uh, Divine Joy Randolph. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Great character. She's warm in that movie. She's funny. Yeah. A little bit of an attitude. Oh, um, yeah. And then, yeah, Paul Giamatti. 
kind of being himself. He's also just named fucking Paul <laughs> in the movie. And then you get, you know, somewhat of an unknown dude with Dominic Sessa. Uh, yep. That was such a, such a good surprise, like you said. Absolutely. Really loved that movie. Definitely worthy of a top five spot. And coming in at number two, it hit best drama for both of us, The Iron Claw. The Iron Fucking um, Claw. So we did just talk about that movie. I don't know if we need to say much more. Just such a good watch. Heartbreaking story. And that you you want a movie that can make you feel something. And this one makes you feel everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but tie for number one. Who do you have? The best movie of the year? Best movie of the year. It's Oppenheimer. It was never okay. not Oppenheimer. <laughs> Fair enough. And we will talk about that just in a second. Because on my list, I do have the Iron Claw at the top for me oh. for 2023. So that was my favorite movie. I really had to think about it back and forth with Oppenheimer. Obviously, both great films. Oppenheimer absolutely deserves the uh, Oscar awards and everything. Uh, because of how it was made, how it was directed, the cinematography, mm-hmm. all that. But for a movie that I enjoyed the most, a movie that I will um, always recommend to people, watch it multiple times, that was The Iron Claw for me. For sure, yeah. And it's definitely, that was that ended up being my, uh, it ended up being my number two on the year, gotcha. just behind Oppenheimer. And then right before Poor Things. So a bunch of really good movies here at the end of the year behind Oppenheimer. Absolutely. All worthy of our time. And the number one overall consensus winner was Oppenheimer. uh, There it is. With a 9.5. Ty, you had it at a 10. I had it at a 9. Just a masterpiece of skills all around. From the Mm -hmm. acting, from the directing, from the filming, from from the score. Yeah, it was absolutely, you knew it was going to be a high-end movie as soon as you heard about it, and it stuck to that. Yeah, and I still haven't watched it again since the theater, but it's it's on my list to watch now. Uh, now we finally got the new TV mounted up on the wall. I think I need to watch yeah, Oppenheimer. Throw it Take up it there. time for a nice rewatch of the best movie of the year. That's right. And man, through fucking everyone in this movie... That movie's gonna win out the Oscars. We already know it. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a shit show, clean sweep all the way around. I feel like. Yeah, I I don't know how it doesn't. Quite right. honestly, um, it, it pretty much did at the at the I almost called it the Emmys, the Golden Globes, but mm-hmm. we all know the big award is our show, and then the Oscars. That's right. So they need to be <laughs> on the lookout for their mail PO box where they have the awards are coming. They're getting sent out. They're on the way. So. Oppenheimer, number one movie of the year. Um, man, I, I'm just looking forward to another year of doing this again next year. Uh, it, it's been fun. It really Absolutely. Been. It's been a blast. Yeah, I'm glad we finally just decided to take it and do it. Because yeah. before I was just scoring, like I said, I was scoring movies by myself, and now we can just we just bullshit about movies, and it's fucking fun. Yeah, and we always did that in general. We just were yeah. always texting each other about movies. We were like, we should just record it and put it out there for the world. Mm-hmm. They can like it, they cannot, whatever. We're enjoying it. Um, and we hope, you know, we my my biggest hope for the show is that we do two things. One, 
we help you find a movie that you would normally not watch and you end up mm -hmm. really liking it. And two, I hope we prevent you from seeing some dog shit movie right. that you shouldn't go see or spend money on. Or we convince you to see a movie that's so bad uh, you'll end up watching it anyway just for the hell of it. Like to tell us how terrible it is. Exactly. <laughs> but here, here it comes. That was 2023. Our award show, the first of many to come. Uh, Ty, sign us off. 2024, we're coming. Oh,